He's hungry. Ain't it? Psalm 37. What are you eating when we get done here, Bailey? Anything special? No? Just whatever? Just whatever. Okay, I'm just checking. Psalm 37. Beginning verse number one, and we're going we're gonna to preach a little bit tonight on God's perfect design. God's perfect design. Psalm 37, verse number one. Fret not thyself because evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, maybe you're not like I am, but sometimes I look in my neighborhood and I meet, might see other people who are not saved, who have nicer looking vehicles than I do, who don't ever seem like their vehicles are breaking down. And their house seems to be bigger than your house. And before you know it, you begin to compare what they have versus what we have. And then the Lord reminds me, watch it, the next verse. You ready? Here we go. Verse number two. For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Now here's the deal. Watch, watch, watch. I had to get that right. Herb is the name, herb is the thing. Okay, good. See, I'm, I'm hearing my wife right now, you know what I mean? Because I always get that all messed up, amen? So their reward is now, and our reward is later. Now, sometimes we get rewards here, like, you know what I mean? God takes care of us, but we have to remember that our reward's coming, amen? Come on, hallelujah, what a savior. Preach it, Bailey, come on get Joe up here to preach it. Amen. All right, here we go. First point, point number one, trust in the Lord. Psalm 37, verse three. Trust in the Lord and do bad. Is that what that says? No, it says what? Do what? So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. I'm often reminded, I'm often reminded, and the Lord does this, and he says to me, well, when's the last time you went and reached and helped somebody who can't give you anything in return? When's, when's, now, you're not having me take you a meal over, amen? Hello. But I, I could drop some dessert off at a family across the street diagonal to me. James is his name. And, uh, I was as I was traveling around and, and they moved into the neighborhood, the Lord was telling me he needed to go over and witness to that guy. So I was gone for a couple weeks, and when I was gone for a couple weeks, uh, I got word that he was in a car accident, and when he was going to work in Philadelphia, the speed of Smithfield, this fellow who was drunk early in the morning, he crossed over, and it was going to be a head-on collision, but the vehicle the guy was driving was tall enough that it ran over his car. And the way the news reports were, it said that the only way he survived is he moved when the drive shaft of the truck came right through the passenger seat. And I got home and the Lord said to me, how long are you going to wait? 
And I'm trying to change my mindset as 2023 has come along. And listening to God the first time he speaks without question. Now I'm about 85% on that already, 2023. And I proceeded to go over to his house and I met him out there and uh, he was hobbling around and he and he's got a walker in the whole nine yards. He said, I, I don't even know why I'm alive. And I said, well, you're alive. <laughs> because if you'd have died without Christ, and the Lord wanted me, and I didn't tell him that, but I knew that I was found out that his family big-time Catholic. And what I come to find out after I meet the wife and the kids, that mama's saved, but daddy's not. She married a lost guy. And they have two really awesome teenagers, James and Jamie. Really original, huh? Like that James and Jamie, easy for me to remember. And they have a little son, Liam. So, so they're struggling. He's out of work. He can't work. I look over to the mother, and she's got like one of those hats on. And as I talk to her and begin to talk to her, this is the second time breast cancer. And the Lord's saying to me, um, you could go buy him a meal, couldn't you? I said, sure. So I go to Popeye's Chicken. Oh, yeah, Popeye's Chicken. Well, get me a big bucket of chicken. Amen? Come on now. Now, I get to the drive-thru, and I ask you ready? I asked I said, um, do you have macaroni and cheese? They said, no, we don't have macaroni and cheese. I'm thinking, like, what are you doing over <laughs> You don't have macaroni and cheese? Are you out of your mind? The kid's staple is macaroni and cheese. Are you serious? I said, okay, 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 okay. Now, you know, I'm having a conversation through the driver. I'm not in the car. I'm in the driver. Okay, could I have mashed potatoes and gravy? We're out of that, too. <laughs> is there any reason why your store is open? <laughs> Of course, I didn't say that. Did you ever think things, but you didn't say them? I do that Amen. I said, all right, give me a double order of French fries. Do you have French fries? They have French fries. Lord have mercy. Spare. Okay. So now the next thing I think. You ready to watch? Here you go. I'm thinking, okay. Okay. I, I need me a gallon of sweet tea. We ain't got no sweet tea. <laughs> what? We ain't got no sweet tea. What closes place down? Yes. Amen. Hello. So I say, um, uh, okay, um, maybe maybe you have lemonade. Uh, we have a little bit of lemonade. A little bit of lemonade. Not a big one. You know, quart size. Okay. So I figured, all right, Preach, look, come on, come on. Right, you got any soap? 
like like Coke, Pepsi. Uh, the only kind of soda we have is root beer. <laughs> Do you have ice cream to go with that root beer? Because I want to float if I want root beer. Now watch, watch, because I'm I'm going somewhere with the story. So I said, okay, give me the root beer. So I grab my and I come to the front and I knock on the door and the kids, the teenagers, that's the you thought I gave a present. And I proceed to tell the boy who was the oldest, James, that and Jamie, that that they didn't have any macaroni and cheese, and no mashed potatoes and grapes. She said, "Well, uh, uh, Liam loves French fries." I don't know that Liam loves French fries, but God does. You understand what I'm talking about here? He said, and his favorite—he doesn't like sweet tea. He likes lemonade and root beer. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I'm going to write a book. It's titled this, The Kaiser Story, Things You Just Can't Make Up. You just can't make that up. And sometimes in life, I'll push back at the lure and not really, come on, listen, trusting in what he wants to do. Because sometimes I think it ought to be my way or the highway. But God's trying to do something a little bit different. The question is tonight, who or what are you trusting in? Pastor Clark says there's always two types of people in a church. There's givers and there are takers. Which one are you? I was thinking of some people in the Bible. I thought of the lady with the widow and two mites in Luke 21. She gives a couple pennies and we're still talking about her. <laughs> we're not talking about the people that gave all of their abundance. We're talking to somebody who gave of her penury. Other one that catches me is this. Uh, let, let's turn there. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14. This one's dear to my heart because it talks about food. Amen. Come on. A little lad and a lunch. Matthew 14, beginning in verse number 14. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them. Can I, can I ask you, and this is not part of the message here, are you moved with compassion for the lost outside of this church? The Lord Jesus Christ was, and we are followers of him, right? <laughs> so we ought to be moved with compassion. You see that often in the scriptures. Moved with compassion toward them and he healed the sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place and the time is now past. They always had a great solution, didn't they? Send the multitudes away. 
that they may go find, go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus saith unto them, They need not depart, give them, give ye them to eat. And they said unto them, We have but five loaves and two fishes. And he said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes and looking up to heaven, he ate it. That's not what that said, right? He blessed and brake and gave the loaves to the disciples and the disciples to the multitude and the disciples became distributors. And they all did eat and were filled and they took up the fragment that's to remain, 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 besides women and children. Now, I want you to think for a minute. I don't know how old this lad is. Sometimes we talk about lads from like 12 to 16. So here's a mama sending her lad, her boy, who's following around Jesus with lunch. It's supposed to keep him till he gets back home. Now, when I was growing up, my brother and I, my brother was six foot seven, I'm six foot three, we could eat you out of house and home. Literally, we needed a cow in the backyard, but we were in the inner city. We could go through almost a gallon of milk and a box of cereal. We, we, we okay, kind of, kind of. When I was growing up, we didn't have cereal. Yeah, why put cereal in a small little stupid bowl? <laughs> and by the time you dump the milk in, the cereal's coming out of the bowl. Hello. You know what I mean, Joe? Come on, man. I mean, say it. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Mixing bowl. And we would eat. And then in the Catholic school, we had to go to school. And when we got done school at lunchtime, we came home for lunch. Now, back when I was growing up, there was, in a Stroman loaf, there was 22 slices. 20 of them my brother would eat. The other two we gave to Mama, and they had them nasty ends. And she'd put them in the toaster and burn things. Amen. <laughs> I mean, just burn up and smell the whole place and try to butter that thing. It looked nasty. I never ate that thing. I guess if I was starving, I did. Amen. And so my brother and I, at lunchtime, would eat five sandwiches apiece. A bag of chips and a quart of juice. And Mama always said it was cheaper to clothe us than it was to feed us. I said all that to say this. Now, here's a lad giving up his lunch. I mean, listen, listen. He's giving it up sacrificially because he doesn't know what he's getting back because it's feed 5,000 just men beside women and children. That's the last time. That's the last time. You gave up your And I think about these two people. And I think we're still talking about this story. 
Uh, turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Luke 6, 38. Luke 6, verse 38. Give and it shall not be given to you. Is that what that says? Wow. Given it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over, shall men give into your bosom, for with the same measure that you meet, with all shall be measured to you again. And for the sake of time, and I messed up a little bit, I want you to think about your giving in three different ways. Number one, a spoon. That's, that's like when I was growing up as a Catholic, I gave God like a tip. And then I learned that I needed to tithe my income off of my net, my gross, not what I took home. That was the cup gift. And then I remember coming to church and the pastor is talking about giving like sacrificially, like to a building program or faith promise missions. And, and I'm having a little discussion between about even how much money I have, I don't have left after I get this. And he said a statement that I'll never forget as long as I live. He said, when God hits your heart, hits your pocket. And I say it all the time. I don't want to be a person. And I don't want, I don't want me to miss a part of being a blessing. Somebody needs. And never really knowing what God's got going on. I give this other illustration and I'll go on. I now have a, a little thing I do now. I don't need to tell. Now, depending when I'm there and I go there, I ask the Lord. And I was in Massachusetts, Delaware. I put twenty dollars in. And I said, I just want to be a blessing. Watch this. The lady starts bawling. She said, I have to leave the front desk because I can't stay up So I'm trying to think, like, what in the world is going on? That was Saturday night when I came in. Sunday morning, she was there. I came in and I and I uh, I said to her, I said, uh, 
It's like the people who can't even make a nickel for their pizza, but they can't. That was pretty good today. Pull off Bravo inside that pizza. She said, yeah, that would be really nice. Now, I love this when they say, get me anything. Sort of like they like any kind of <laughs> I said, could you just, like, like, do you want, like, come on. Like, to me, I'm, 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 I'm like a turkey club kind of guy. You know what I mean? Turkey, bacon, cheese. Toasted, come on, that's hot. All right, sorry, big man on campus. Samuel Gaston one, amen. Now, so I bring her back the sandwich, and I'm there, and the Lord's saying, "You got to get her a drink. You got to get her chips." Now you have to pray about what they want because you forgot to ask him. <laughs> Hello, did you ever get something from somebody you didn't really like? And you drank it anyway. So here we go. I get that. So when I come back, her name is Lawn. She said, uh, yeah, I just She said, you gave me a gospel track, and then you gave me another one that came from this church. And I lived close to that church, but I never went to that church. She said, I wanted to go. I just never did. She said, and then I came on some hard times. And to be honest with you, I just got evicted from my house. And I'm just getting an apartment, and you show up and give me 20 bucks. I said, you know, it's an amazing thing. I said, I don't know if you're saved or not, but I know one thing. There is a God in heaven that loves you and cares about you, hello, and I found out she was saved. I said all that to say this. You have no idea what God wants you to do until you listen to the still small voice and trust, trust that he is in control. Number two, Psalm 37. Back there, if you would, please, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. First one is trust. Second is turn to the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 4. My life verse. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now here's our problem. You ready? We're going more toward the world in our churches today than we are going toward God. We, we got them now where they're merging versions. They're having conferences. I learned a long time ago, if somebody messes with the Bible, they're from the devil. Because the devil's been doing that all the way from the beginning. Come on now, he lied to Eve, distorting the word of God. And I'll get into a couple verses in a minute. But in last days, men are going to be lovers of themselves. <laughs> Hello? Because now it's not all about God, it's all about them. And I'm just about ready to scream. 
I can't go on social media pretty much anymore. I've been hacked like 26 times. Had people on Facebook changing my Bible verses, trying to get money. The one year, just this past Christmas, they said I had free puppies. I don't even own a puppy. Hello? I got all these teenagers. I got their phone numbers asking me, I'd like to have one of those puppies for Christmas. What in the world? So I'm just letting the Lord deal with them. Amen? The only thing I'm on is Twitter. That's it. I can't be on anything else because the stinking devil, the devil, post a Bible verse, happy anniversary or happy birthday, that's it. And you can't leave me alone? No, you know why? Because I serve a God in heaven. Hello? And I expect opposition. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world pass away in the lust thereof. Now watch it. Here you go now. But he that doeth the will of God abideth for how long? Forever. You want to have peace in your heart? <laughs> just follow God. <laughs> if everybody else doesn't follow God, you just follow God. <laughs> and I really don't care what everybody else does, to be honest with you. I don't know how many churches I'll be able to preach in. Hello? Because sometimes when I'm going, I'm looking like, hmm, things are changing here. Two churches now, I've been in a Wednesday night service and nobody's got any ties or nothing on. They look like they came from the street. I, don't know, I, I just thought I was supposed to, when I got saved, to dress for the best. Amen? Come on. Because they got the king of kings. Amen. Hello? I'm not changing. I got to finish well. Hello? I promised my wife at the funeral I got to finish well. And all these young kids, and all the middle-aged kids, and all the older kids, I, I want to finish well. I can't change what I believe because what I believe is upon the Bible. Hello, I'm trusting, and I want to turn more to the Lord, not away from the Lord. That's what happened to the other thief on the cross. He turned away from the Lord. Uh, let's look at a couple places. Go to uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 34. Luke 5, 34. Jumping Joe from Kokomo. That's your verse to read, please. Green Eggs and Sam. You're going to read Luke 19, 10. You're first, Jojo. You gotta stand up though. You sit down, you'll have to be beat. Thank you very much. Act like you're yelling at your brother. Well, no, Scott, let me back up. Your sister. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is that what I said? Luke 532. Is that what I said? Or did I say 523? Did I say the right way? 534, I'm sorry, say 532, I'm sorry. 
Don't don't act like I tell you what to say. Just, you know, go ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. Perfect. That's it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. You can only help people who know they need help. Pharisees didn't need help. He's not calling them. Call sinners. And they said Jesus was the friend of sinners. Hello. I'm not trying to participate in their sin, but I want to know and let them know that I can be a friend to them and help them lead them to Christ. Somebody's got to be the friend. The devil's helping them out. Amen. Come on now. All right. Samuel asked of God. Go ahead, bro. So to be saved, you got to be lost first. <laughs> the way it had to be with me, I was lost on my way to hell. And until I trusted and put my faith solely in him, could I go to heaven? Four years ago, most of you knew, I had a plot that went inside my stent and literally got shot back twice, did not come back. And woke up with the doctor doing CPR on my chest. And I said, yo, doc, that really hurts with the back of the neck. And he looked like he saw a ghost. I have a, I have a niece who works in the ER. And she said, normally after the second one, they just call her. But I have a God in heaven. So I got more to do. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you can't kill what God doesn't want dead. Amen. Come on now. But he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And number three, I'm going to close. You got to thank the Lord. You got to thank the Lord. We talked a little bit about that this morning. You got to trust. And you got to make sure that when you're trusting, you're turning. And the last one, thank, go back to 37, verse number five, thank the Lord. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in me, uh, him, and he shall bring it to pass. <laughs> it's just, it's just unreal. I was thinking about this. So we've been in, we've been in New Jersey now. It's twelve years. Before we were in New Jersey, I was in full time evangelism for a couple of years. Brother Charlie called me to say that he believed God. God wanted me to come and help them with Northeast Vision. And I said, well, God didn't tell me, uh, so I'm not coming. Because people don't move to New Jersey, they move out of New Jersey. <laughs> A lot. And I'm up in the Poconos, and uh, I'm having a discussion with the Lord. And he calls me again. The Holy Spirit of God said, I want you to go help them. Now, I lived in East Fallowfield Township, up close to Coatesville at the time. Had a pretty good-sized property. Not that I like property. But I did have a big zip line, almost an acre long, from one pole to the other. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I had some bus kids one time came. They were crazy. One girl I had, 14, she got up on that thing 
and we didn't have a harness, but we had a pole, we had to have a problem. She got halfway, and she decided to let go. Oh. I'm thinking, this must be the first woman in my But she was nasty. She quit. Like a gymnastic. Thinking like, I'm ready. I'm going to slap you on the head right now. Thank you very much. (laughs) And so I'm figuring I'm going to leave this to go to that. And those four kids, you probably heard the story, but, but they were kids who really didn't have anything. The two girls, Courtney and Brittany, those two girls rode my bus, and their mom was going to murder And grandma raised her and her sister. And I, and I remember, I remember, and I'll, I'll probably close with this illustration. I remember, I remember that they're working on my bus. And as they're working on my bus, I'm trying to go to the store about living in New Jersey. And I said, I'm going to take this out. And they had two other friends, Brianna and Laura. And uh, I said, think of myself, right? Think of my friend Giving out candy. <laughs> Snacks. But they were giving candy when they were losing them. You like that? You like that? You like that? Hello, what? I want that. Hey. So I figured. French restaurant, McDonald's, dollar menu, that'll be good. Amen? No, no, no. They say, uh, uh, Pastor Patrick, can we go to a Chinese buffet? $12.95. Now, I don't know if you're like I am, but sometimes used to signal the sign like water. Because it costs you almost four dollars for some highway robbery. So the girls, there's four of them, they all order soap. High maintenance abs, just high maintenance. My bus worker, I'm figuring he's gonna get water, right? Nah, he ain't it was Ryan Brennan. He gets soap. Now, my problem is I have $65 in the bank. After tip and everything and a discount coupon, it was $89. I'm a little short. Give the card. It's Saturday. I'm hoping maybe I'll find some money. <laughs> Hello. They say, um, uh, Brother Kaiser, can we go to Reeves? I got 20 bucks left in my pocket. Can we go to Reeves? Now, who's going to go there? The girls. 
Don't you think you got Yeah, July. You know, ice cream and portals. Not just ice cream. They get both. They already had ice cream at the Chinese buffet. A lot. 20 bucks. My wife meets me there. When my wife meets me there, my bus worker, he runs to my wife to tell me, tell her. <laughs> I just love it. I have two boys. One of the boys will always tell my wife how much I spend. Amen? So then I stopped taking a visit. Amen? So he didn't go with that. He didn't go with that. My wife just got done cleaning the houses. Work for a lady on Saturdays. This is And I took those girls. Courtney never ever smiled in a whole entire life. She was always miserable. And we did the zip line. Then we went downstairs to the treadmill. And she said, Pastor, uh, can I go on the treadmill and see if I can stay up as fast as it'll go? Said only if the clip is on you. Answer that And he went down, and when he went down, his legs got in between the canal tube and the dog inside of his skin right off. Mm. Needless to say, young Kurt was getting married and he was in shock. And she gets on there, and I put the clip in. Thing will go 10 miles an hour. You might not think that's a big deal. <laughs> she stayed right up. Pulled the clip. So put you in perspective. The girl who never smiled now is smiling. The girl who's always miserable now is happy. And she made a statement. He said, Pastor Kyle, this was the greatest thing. I said, well, Lord, I understand what you're saying. I said, but the greatest day of your life is the day I know sister from the church and we got to stay. So that was the greatest thing. But I understand. And what that did for me, and it helps me a lot, is I begin to be thankful for what I have, even if it's not a lot. Because there's always somebody worse off than I am. The story gets better, and I'll close. So I go to church the next day. There's a fellow in our church, and he comes up. Nobody knows anything about my wife, my bus wife. Well, the fellow comes up and somebody gives me something. A young boy gives me something. I put it in my left back pocket, and I button it up a little bit later. 
got out the car. There's something in this room that's sacrificial goodness. Come on, because I look at the building. There's a lot of buildings that I travel in who could use a big uplift. People sitting in the pew or tight with the monk. But I appreciate the stuff that you do. Maybe get the oxygen from the bottom of your heart. But don't ever think it's a The money dictates what God wants you to do. Depending on how much you own it. Because God owns it all. And I'm through. What are you trusting in? Who are you turning to? I'm already thanking God now.